0: Welcome to the North Brevard Churches Christ virtual Wednesday night study. This is going to be continuous uh, study from what we talked about Sunday morning and I think it will be beneficial. We had a question that we put on our, on our page, why is it hard to forgive? And we got a lot of traffic. First, one writes, the hurt runs deep like a scar. Time heals, but you never truly heal because of the memory. I believe you can forgive. That's the right thing to do. But take ownership of the lesson and never forget. Another one writes, probably most of the time you knew the person would do the same thing. I think forgiving's easy. Forgetting and trusting again is what's hard. It's easy when a person, when the reason you're, it is easy when the reason you, you're to forgive any hurt or wrong is acknowledged. But when it's not acknowledged, it's hard to forgive the wound. And the wound's very hard to heal. though one person just wrote, "Could question. Another wrote, when the wrong is acknowledged, and forgiveness is asked for, it's usually not hard to forgive if your heart's right. But when the wrong is not acknowledged things can become really difficult. Or when a person intentionally hurts you, the hurt can run deep. I try to push the hurt aside and pray God softens their heart and amends can be made. Another member writes, if it's intentionally done to hurt, it can be harder to forgive. And sadly, we feel the wrong allows us not to forgive. Maybe the offender isn't apologetic enough. If we can focus on how much God forgives us, it makes our hearts softer. That's a good comment, and we've got to agree after it. Another member writes, This is what shows us the magnitude of God's forgiveness. He forgives knowing we'll do it again. Humbling. Sometimes I think recidivism could be the problem. Because of the things that have happened in the past, I'm still bitter. So if the hurt and the bitterness is still there, even after years, is that true forgiveness? Another member writes, the more you do it, the easier it gets. I feel that when you don't forgive you hurt only yourself for the most part and the other party may not even care whether you forgive them or not keep in mind that though you forgive someone it doesn't mean you forget or even that you'll allow the person to do the same thing again and I comment that was very well said when you come to forgiveness, it's kind of hard. So I've been looking at it and I've put some warnings in, because we're going to be looking at a parable. When Jesus is teaching and he wants to make a point, he uses a parable. It is always going to be on the point he's trying to make. So you can't take a parable and it has to stay on topic. So when the tax collectors and the sinners are all gathering to hearing. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law mutter. This man welcomes sinners. And eats with them. That's the introduction to the topic. And from there Jesus tells three quick parables. And we're focusing in on that Third and last one. A man has two sons. The first son represents those tax collectors and sinners that have gathered around Jesus to hear him. The older son is the Pharisee or the teacher of the law who's questioning why Jesus lets people around him. And then there's God who is the father the parable goes like this there was a man who had two sons and the one said to his father father give me my share of the estate so he divided his property between them not long after that a young son got together all he had and set off for a distant country where he squandered his wealth in wild living He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Now, the reason that's in yellow is because this young man knows exactly what he did. He knows exactly what was wrong. He knew it was wrong when he did it. And so he's devising a plan to make it right again. The father sees him coming at a long distance and he runs to him. In this day and time, fathers don't run. Older men didn't show their legs. They didn't pull their their tunic up and start running that's because in this day and time the older more significant always waited on the younger to reach them but he finds his son finally he gets there he falls on his neck and he kisses him over and over and over again but is that the end of it does that really get us to the point where we can say, yeah, he did real good. Remember this part of it that we will remember? I will set out and go back to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Now, when he says that, He looks at it and comes back, and and the father doesn't want to hear it. But the son thinks he has to pay it back and make everything right. So he's decided that what he'll say is, Father, when I, I come back, I want you to make me like one of the hired servants. In this day and time, You could borrow money, but if you couldn't pay it back, they had another way of of getting their money. They hired you as a hired servant. They would give you food and clothing and shelter, and even if your family was there, you could have your family with you. And you would work, and every day you would work, you would be paid an amount. Good workers progressed up the scale. Not-so-good workers stayed down. And the son says, when I ask for my third of my inheritance, I know I took a third of your land, and I sold it. And I want to make the money back. But think about it for a moment. He can make the money back that he was paid for the land, but he can't get the land back. Land was treasured in this time. So he could get the money back, but they still wouldn't have the land to plant the crops. He could get the money back, but if there was a place to pasture the cattle and the sheep and the goats, they wouldn't have that. The land wasn't theirs anymore. And no matter what the young son wanted, it wasn't any good. The second thing that he's trying to make right is he no longer wants to be called a son because he shamed his father. When I was growing up, I think my parents' favorite part of the Bible was honor your father and mother. What wasn't quoted is that is a a promise verse. If you do this, then things will be okay. But this son shamed his father. He wasn't allowed to live a long time in the land, but. Since he no longer wants to be a son. He can live there. The promise of a long life in the promised land. The promise of prosperity while you're there. It's gone. He's like a foreigner. Who isn't promised anything. Which brings a third, which I think is the most significant. Father, I have sinned against you. Now this is the repercussion verse. In our day and time, our children don't reflect on us and we don't reflect on them. My daughter is not where she is in life because she inherited all my good traits. To be honest, she's more like my wife than she is me. But in this day, what your children did determined where you were in society. It determined the status that you had with the group in large. So when the son says, I've sinned against you, yeah. Yeah. He did. And when I sinned against you, I know what happened. The people around here who used to have you way up on top of the mountain and and look at you as somebody that was great, they brought you down to the base of the mountain. And the people who used to look to you for advice, they, they don't come to you anymore. So admitting he had sinned against his father and he wanted to make it right, he can't change anything. Even though he tries his hardest, nothing, nothing is back to the way it was. But the father won't let him stand there. He won't let him become a servant. He won't let him become less than his son. He won't let him decide that he is the reason. He calls for a robe to be put on him and the ring. In this day and time, they didn't sign contracts. They had a family ring. They would put a little wax on a paper and they would stick the ring down into the wax and that was signing it. So putting the ring back on the finger gave him the status of a family member. They decide to kill the fatted calf. Only the best reasons got you to kill the fatted calf. Let's have a feast and celebrate for the son of mine was dead. He's alive again. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. Another thing that's used in this parable that you can't use is to say that God will forgive you If you forgive others, but he's not going to forgive you unless you do forgive others. That's not the picture. The picture is God forgives you. He, like the Father, made it all right. And because he, like the Father, made it all right, we need to make it all right.
1: Yeah, Mike. I'm gonna break in. You got a comment from Sue. He goes along with this. It says, Sometimes we feel that we've been so bad, God and his people don't want us. Oh. So it just fit in exactly with your timing right there. Sorry to interrupt.
0: That's great. Appreciate it, Doug. God teaches that his people are forgiven by following God, and we need to forgive like he does. I like Mark eleven from the amplified Whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. In order that your father who is in heaven may forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. Notice what is said in the Greek is that you standing praying you're God's person. And if you're God's person you try to be like God. And God forgives and lets them drop. And so should we. The son was trying to do things to undo what had been done. But the father wouldn't let him because it wasn't complete. Paul Faulkner has been a hero of mine for a long time. He taught at Abilene Christian College in the psychology department. This is his story as he told it. There was a young lady who had been abused. From the time she was four, she was locked in her room. There weren't any windows. There wasn't a bathroom. There was... A bucket. Her mother had problems with alcohol. And sometimes she would come home and find things that the daughter had done wrong. And sometimes she didn't need a reason to do things to her daughter. And the daughter stood up and said, But I've forgiven my mom. Paul Faulkner couldn't stand it, either could I. He said, how? And she says, you've got to become like an ink blotter. When you spill a little ink on it, the blotter absorbs it. And you don't see it anymore. Sometimes when we're wrong, we have to absorb it. So it doesn't show anymore. After all, that's what our Father's done for us. But God demonstrates his love for us in this, why we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved through God's wrath through him? For if we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so but we're rejoicing God through Jesus Christ through whom we have received the reconciliation. You see we couldn't undo it. We had sinned. We didn't love God. We didn't want him. It was at that time that he sent Jesus and he did it. All the sin, all the pain, all the guilt was taken care of by our father when he sent his son. Forgiving isn't easy. But if we're going to become like our father, we have to learn that sometimes we just have to absorb it and let it go. Thanks for coming to class.